Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equip to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equip to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to this episode of Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. So glad you're with us. Well, in America, we've just passed the Thanksgiving celebration of being thankful and gathering with friends and probably eating way too much food. I think that's typical around my house anyways. And we move into the the holiday season, Christmas, Hanukkah, lots of parties and gatherings and festivities and getting a tree and just trying to create lasting memories with your kids, with your colleagues, with those that you're doing life with, with maybe it's spending time with your parents because you're realizing, oh, I might not have too many more years left. Well, as I was thinking about we're entering into the last month of 2022 and oh my goodness, can you believe 2022 is is almost over and we're staring at 2023 and that's a whole nother different podcast. Like what are your plans for 2023? Uh, I'm still making mine to be honest with you, but it got me thinking about this episode and traditions and holidays and making memories and what did you do? And I'm going to give you a perspective because there's so many great ideas uh, online with a lot of my friends that have podcasts or websites, and they're sharing all these adorable printables and activities that you can do with your kids. And and I think it's wonderful. So I'm going to talk about traditions and holidays and using this month to create memorable moments that your children won't forget. And that really, they'll become things they talk about with your grandchildren one day, or just when they're gathered around the Thanksgiving table and you talk about favorite childhood memories, maybe those will be listed among them. Well, actually, when I got married, uh, most of you probably don't know the story about me, but I was very career focused. I was going to be a career person and having a, a big family and all of that wasn't on my radar because of the way I was raised. A lot of times we have ideals based on experiences from the past. You know, my parents were divorced and it was a very awful divorce and my heart was broken and I formed some walls and I just thought, oh man, you know, it, it shaped me and formed me in ways that I couldn't imagine when I was a young child that really carried all the way through my teen years, which actually friends was one of the biggest reasons why I wrote Parenting Beyond the Rules. The teen years were so hard for me personally, and I thought there's got to be a better way. I just didn't have any guidance. I was trying to figure all of it out on your on my own with, you know, bullies and direction and giftedness and I just didn't have the support that uh, of of somebody who could have directed me because, you know, my mother was frankly working two or three jobs and she was just trying to survive and have food for us. And so she didn't have time for all of that other stuff. It wasn't important. It wasn't thought about as a big deal back then, but it is. Anyhow, I digress there for a minute. So when I got to be an adult, 
I'm always seeking to do things better, to, to have closer relationship, better friendships, to be a better wife, to be a better mother, to be a better worker, to bring you better podcasts, to write better articles. I'm always striving. I guess that's one of the biggest things about me is always striving. So, you know, with me not really having much of a childhood full of traditions and memories and things that I would have loved to have, I was scrambling to kind of figure out, well, what do you do as an adult? And if you have that rich heritage, bless you. That's a great gift from your family. And it's not that my family was bad. It's just sometimes the nature of the way life is, is the way life is. You know what I mean? Maybe that's you. So anyway, when we go thinking about traditions, when I first got married and my husband and I were talking about like, what do we want to do? I had nothing to offer. I mean, I just like, I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. All I ever did was work. A little bit of a pattern. Again, I digress. But when you don't have the the traditions and stuff, you fill your time with other things. And I quickly started to watch what his mom and his families did because he was from a larger family and it was just me and my mother. And so I just kind of watched what she did, how she did it. And I would take cues from that. I would watch how other families from our church I'd ask questions like, what did you do? And one of the things that my kids still talk about when I think about traditions, one was having the advent calendar where every morning we would pay attention to the date on the calendar. There's there's advent where you can go and, you know, learn about the advent and season of advent, which is very different. They're celebrating each day of December for its uniqueness or its specialness, or maybe you do certain things every day of that month, something little, or maybe it's every Saturday of the month of December, you'll do something special, memorable. So I remember Tom's uh, mother would always have this big Christmas cookie cutting, decorating extravaganza. I had never seen anything so elaborate. And I was quite fascinated about it. All his sibs would come and they were all adults with kids and it was a big deal. They all laughed and cut up and usually had enjoyed dinner and had lots of fun in that way. When I would watch that, I think, wow, this is a great idea. Why shouldn't I be, I should do this. We should, we should kind of like come up with our own little habits, uh, our own traditions And so now for 39 years, it's hard for me to even believe that, but 39 years, we have had a version of cookie decorating. And it wasn't always making sugar cookies that with icing on them. There were a series of cookies that each child had their favorite and I would make with them their favorite cookie. And that would go into the general, you know, cookie yummy festivities that treats that the kids would have over the month of December. And I would take some of my mother-in-law's recipes and incorporate those. And we would get together with our extended family or we would invite other kids over to enjoy cookie decorating with us. We would usually have two different types. We would have a friends and family and then we would have just our family. And that was the one uh, that I really wanted my kids to remember. I wanted it to be a time where we laughed and not corrected or criticized each other we laughed at the, the some of the decorations that our children would make on the cookies. They weren't always appealing, but they were edible. And it's funny, after all these years, my children, 
There's no reason now. There's sometimes actually I've wanted to say, can we stop doing the cookies? They want to do it. They still do it. And now some of them have done what we did. They have cookie decorating with the family, us, and now they're doing it with just their families and they're establishing their new traditions. But establishing traditions gives your children something that they hang on to and think about long after the time they have to be there because they live under your roof. So it could be a set time of going to get your Christmas tree together. That's a fun one. Maybe you don't go buy your tree. Maybe you cut your tree down. Or maybe it's just a certain date where you know, you tell all the kids, turn off your devices. Uh, We're not going to have anything, but maybe a Christmas movie or some music playing in the background. And we're all going to participate in decorating the tree. Maybe that's a special thing for you if you have a tree. It was important to me, and therefore I wanted that tradition to be carried over to my kids. Maybe it's going Christmas caroling. Yes, we used to go in our neighborhood and we'd get some of the other neighbor kids together and we'd go Christmas caroling in our neighborhood. That lasted a few years and then we moved and it didn't, it ceased to exist, but it was fun. We would go to Christmas plays. We would do candlelight services. We'd go feed the homeless. We would go do acts of service at the senior citizens or assisted living or the elderly care facilities where our kids would go, you know, play the piano and do a little concert in the main auditorium for those patients or those elderly folks that were there. They would play for them a little medley, I'd say, of Christmas songs. And some of the patients would listen and some would leave. And, you know, it was good practice for my kids, but it was also a great experience for them to learn to serve others, to to realize that there are people who are very lonely. There's a lot of broken families that when our kids reach out and serve them and you do it as a family, that tradition of doing that action as a family actually becomes a memory that is written on their heart. They become more aware of the needs of others. Some, oftentimes they become more aware of the gifts that they've been given, the gift of family or the gift of friendship or just the financial blessings of having a place to live that has heat or air conditioning. Another list would be to go read books for children Sometimes we would go and visit children in the children's hospital. We would just wrap a few gifts and go with a, get a couple of friends together and their kids. And we would wrap a gift and we would just take it and take a gift. It, it takes a little bit of coordination with the hospital to do that. But maybe you know your children are struggling and there's some health issues. Or maybe your child has gone through something and it's made you aware of an interesting opportunity You know, sometimes when we go through trials, it makes us more keenly aware of the feelings, the hurt, the desperation, or the needs of others. And you can turn around with your own kids once you're through that season, or maybe even in the middle of it, and give back to those that are either in it or have come out of it as well. All of those seemingly insignificant, right? Not over the top. We did do plays and productions and We would do reenactments and reading stories, and we would do all that that was focused outside, 
And then we would do things that were focused inside because some of your children are going to have a higher need for social, their friends to be involved, their community to be involved. You want them to be more involved in their community where they're giving instead of always receiving. You know what I'm talking about? It's such an important element. And when you think about your children, regardless of their ages, you really get about 15, 16, 17 Christmases times, you know, where they're living in the home. Maybe they stay longer. We were blessed. Ours stayed longer. But you really don't get a lot of years where you get to instill those traditions that are meaningful and impactful. Because when they're super young, they don't remember them except for, you know, except through pictures. So you really just have this maybe a 10 year where they'll remember the things that you did and they'll retell those stories. Maybe you have a specific tradition of of reading the story of Christ or watching Christmas movies. Whatever it is that you choose to do or whatever ideas that you gather, whether it's sending Christmas cards to friends and family. And yes, I think that's important to send a card. I know everything is done online and we post on social media, Happy Thanksgiving or Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah. We post so much of our lives online, but there's still something about teaching your children to send a card, a little note. And you decide to do that on one night out of, you know, many days. Make a list, pray about it. Think about the ages of your children, the needs that they have. Think about the traditions that you have established. Are you getting more grumbling and complaining? Is it time maybe to try something new or add a new flavor and flair to it? Maybe it's instead of making Christmas cookies, it's making us a really fun dinner where everybody's involved in it or making a special dinner one night a week that's specifically for a member of your family. If you really put your thinking cap on, the list is pretty much endless and it doesn't have to cost you a lot of time, a lot of money. It takes time. And to be honest with you, time is your greatest commodity. It's the thing that tells your children. It communicates love in in a way that a lot of other things just simply can't do. Yes, the cookie cutting and decorating takes time and prep, and ours has changed over the years. Whatever traditions that you establish early on, like I told you, the Christmas cookies, or the Christmas caroling, or the reading of scripture, or the reading of Jesus's birth, or the Christmas plays and pageants and parades and cities that do Christmas light-ups, or you just acknowledge a specific day of the year where we pray for a family member or we do a scavenger hunt. All of those activities go in the memory bank and they're just tucked away in your child's heart. A lot of them don't need elaborate planning. They don't have to be fancy, you know, expensive, creative gingerbread houses, although we did those for years. There did get to be a time, though, and there does, when you lay those particular traditions down as a family, and maybe it's just you and one or two children that want to continue to do them, or they want to continue that same tradition, but they would rather do it with their friends. The point of the traditions that you're establishing is remembering the reason that you're celebrating Christmas in the first place, because Christ is Christmas. It's pointing your children to the fact that family matters, 
the things that you do together as a family, the way that you celebrate, the way that you serve your community, your church, your neighbors, your friends, the way that they think about, maybe it's a simple trip of making a gift for a friend or a trip to the dollar store to get something special. Or maybe it's no gift at all, but it's a, a little handwritten note or a picture that they've drawn and you mail that to a grandparent or you mail that to an aunt and uncle. When I was in the middle of raising all the kids, I didn't know what was going to have a lasting impact. I'll be honest. I tried to do it all because I really wasn't sure and I, I really wanted it to be a special season, always knowing the season would end. There would be a day that came that the kids weren't in my house, that trying to schedule cookie decorating would be a nightmare. It would be so complex because of everybody's work schedule. But I also learned certain traditions held a special value and a place in my kid's heart. There are certain children today that still want to go get a Christmas tree together. Not all, but some. There are some children that still want to do family cookie decorating. Not all, but some. There are some who still, they now do devotions at their house. They're doing their own family service projects and they don't involve us. Not that we're excluded, but that's the nature of raising a family, a family that then begins their own family and they carry on some of your traditions but it is fun when you look back as I get to now and I hear what they loved, why we have to watch a Christmas movie on a certain day, what our little habits and patterns are. Whatever they are, I'm going to leave you with this. Traditions are to be about creating moments that they look back fondly of. We don't want to do them just because we've always done them. But we don't want to not do them just because maybe one child is griping or complaining. I want you to pray and be discerning. Is it a year to let that particular teenager not do cookies? Maybe all they have to do is decorate one just for fun, for old time's sake. Or maybe they don't need to be required to watch a Christmas movie or they don't need to be required to go pick out a Christmas tree or go sing Christmas carols or do any of the fun activities that you have come to absolutely love because you will get a lot out of it. I know it'll be tiring, trust me. But you'll look back, even though exhausted as you might be, and you'll tuck those memories away in your heart too. And they will be in your child's heart. But traditions give your children a framework. They give them something to look back on and think about, oh, I remember when we did this and it was so fun. Or I remember we did this and we burnt all the cookies. And yes, that has happened. Some of them were like, yes, now we don't have to decorate. <laughs> or they'd be like, ah, oh, darn, the, you know, these cookies just didn't turn out very good. We didn't make them right. Oh, well, we tried. Even those become fun memories. The purpose that I want to make is Traditions are designed to draw you close together, to knit you closer with your child, to allow the siblings to look back on certain things they did, whether it was pajama night and it was special events you had of movie nights, matching pajamas, 
Christmas photos. I haven't met too many families that had like everybody in the family wanted to be part of the Christmas picture. So if, if you're still working on that, I'm just kind of telling you, there was usually somebody who didn't want to be in the Christmas photo or they didn't want to smile. But make this season about Christ. Make this season one that there's one or two, maybe three or four, a couple of things that are just super important that define your family. They represent your family's interests and values. But that you pause long enough to build these in. Not that they overrun or add 16 more things to your to-do list. But that you're building these close relationships. And as your kids become older, they will look back and they sit around the table. And trust me, they do. They actually do sit around the table and they talk about, you know, all the things. Some of them will talk about all your fails. And that's kind of funny because if you're humble enough, you'll laugh because there are going to be some. They'll know the love. They'll know the care. They'll understand then because they've become adults that it took enormous effort and intentionality. So just pick a few traditions and try to build them in. And if everyone stops enjoying them, find something else and do that. It may change. One may stick. One may be just for a couple of years. One may be for a year. One may be continuum. Like we still do Christmas tree shopping together. We still do movie Christmas movie nights. We still do the calendar. We still make Christmas cookies. There are so many little things that we baked into our lives by not letting it get so cluttered with activities that there wasn't time. No, we don't go look at Christmas lights as a family anymore. Those times are past, but they are times we will remember when we talk about, oh, that house, remember that house? Like, yeah, we do. That was pretty funny. So as you march into the last month of the year, be thinking about how you can create memorable moments and how you can solidify that time that you have together, December 2022. What memories will you make? Be intentional about it. And as always, thank you for tuning in to Equipped to Be. We're always so glad that you're here. We've gotten lots of feedback. I'll be sharing some serious stories here. Some of you have gone through some really tough times. I know you've heard me mention a few things the last few episodes about some tough seasons, adding a new grandbaby to our family, all the changes, lots of different things that have happened, some mishaps and some fun. And I'll share those later. But thank you for tuning in. We're here for you. We do this show to help you run the race that God's called you to race, to be the parent he's asked you to be, to be the mother, to be the woman, to be the family that enjoys doing life together and serving the Lord. So check us out over at ConnieAlvers.com. Make sure if you have any prayer requests, send us those prayer requests. I do pray for you. That's why we're here for you. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.